Hey everybody, this is Michael Willis once again coming to you from the Greater Things Podcast. Um, just once again blessed and privileged to be here. It's an honor to be coming and doing this and I, I'm just thoroughly enjoying what we're doing and, and I, I thoroughly hope that you are enjoying what we're doing and what we're putting out there. And I pray God is blessing you in this time of, of being able to listen to these episodes and these shows and the things that we're talking about. Uh, tonight I'm joined with Josh as well. Josh, you want to say hi? Hello, welcome. And then we've got a special treat in our good friend Joseph Turner. Uh, and Joseph's joining us tonight for a very good special reason, I believe. So I'm just going to let Joe say hi and introduce himself. Joe, if you don't care to introduce yourself. Hello, um, I'm Joe. Um, uh, I'm married. I got a wife and two kids. And um, I'm part of the praise and worship team here at Salus. Yeah. And so... I'm just going to give a little testimony tonight. Yeah. That'll, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's why I brought Joe on. Uh, I want to share his testimony here in a little bit. Uh, we'll do that here in a little bit. Joe is our drummer at, uh, for our praise and worship team, as he said there, and he's got two uh, two blessings, and that's that's why that's why I wanted to share it. He's got two blessings, and, and Madeline, as she tells us, and, and a little Benny boy. So uh, they're, they're a blessing to us and our church, and Rachel is as well. We, we love them. But uh, we, we'll get to get to that in a little bit. How's that? We're going to cover some groundwork. Is that all right with Joe and, and you, Josh? Uh, we're back at our mission statement, which, you know, our church mission statement. I'm going to let Joe read that here in just a second. But we covered last week that we were a church that is privileged to worship and we're going to move on to the next next one, which is committed to evangelism. But I want Joe to read it real quick if he don't care. So, Joe, I'm going to pass it to you let you read the mission statement for us. Okay. This is our uh, church mission statement here we, that we have. Well, here at our town church and then our church on the mountain. And it, it says, uh, we are a church that is privileged to worship, committed to evangelism, dedicated to di- discipling, and blessed to see signs and wonders. Yeah. Amen. That is a, I don't, I, don't, we, I guess we've said it every week, but, we've said it every week. but, uh, that's, that's a, uh, that's a product of my father in, in prayer and, and doing the things that he done and seeking God. He came forth and God gave him that mission statement and it just stuck. Yeah. It, and it wasn't just him. We were all praying we were all for God seeking, to yes. speak. And, and he, at the time he was our, I know we, we make fun, but he was our church prophet house at prophet, the time. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he was the house prophet. I mean, so when we needed a word from God, I mean, I'm, I'm joking kind of, but I'm serious. We were seeking as a, as the Wednesday night, you know, uh, study group, the men's group. We, we had discussed it and we were like, we need a mission statement for people to know who we are, what we do and what we want to do and what we want to do better and all that stuff. And, and out of that's when Uncle Larry, you know, was walking down the the the, the turkey house. Turkey house you know, yeah. he was a turkey farmer. So, yeah. you know, I, I love I love that. That's what that's how God chose to to, to deliver it, and it'll it'll always be a staple, and and, yeah. and it'll always remind me that when a group of men united and God spoke unto us, and He He, he chose your dad, and I, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I, I I call it. Well, you may call it something different, but I call it core memories. And I have, I, I don't think I'll ever forget that memory of riding in the truck and him just telling me that. And, and it wasn't just, I mean, 
it wasn't nothing special. You know, no thunder, lightning, but it was just the all raw fact that he had just received a word from God doing something, yeah. his work, you know, walking the turkeys. And he said, I've got it. And I, I, it's a core memory with me because I just remember I could take you to the place that he told me that. And sitting in the truck and sitting in the same truck and everything, I could take you to every spot that he told me that, that word. And I'm just thankful for God that, you know, it's a God memory to me, yeah. and I guess. And I'll just I mean, a core I remember, memory. I'm with you. I, it's a core memory for me. I remember that next Wednesday night after we had said we were going to pray for it. And, yeah. and, you know, I remember. He brought it forth. He brought it forth. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I think he made you read he it. He made me read it. Yeah, he wrote it down. You wrote it down. He yeah. just he received it, said it out loud, and that was probably the last he time he read it. He but, said the boys got yeah. it it's on his phone there. So. I know you uh you was the one that read it and yeah. I'll remember that. You know, yeah. that that was just a it was like you said, it was a God ordained moment and it's it it will forever be a foundation of this church yeah. as long as I'm alive. You know, and uh, we're gonna we'll eventually turn it over to the next generation. But as long as we are alive, it's gonna be a core foundation of our church and, yeah. and who we are. And I believe that it will be the core foundation of our church until God comes back or God changes. So yeah, and He doesn't change. So that's right. Hey Amen. So uh, the second part of that is committed to evangelism, and and kind of I talked to my my youth group Sunday. I was bouncing the idea off of them and just kind of getting some ideas, but seeing what that looked like to different people and the perspective that everybody else has about evangelism. And I was bouncing the idea off Josh as well and Jordan Kilo, another member of our church there, and just just heard many ideas and many different thinkings about it. But uh, but I, we'll, we'll, cover, we'll cover several different grounds. But, but I want to read this scripture, and this scripture uh, came to me in, in thinking about this and reading about evangelism, and it's Romans 10 and 15, and it says, How shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring good news of good things. Uh, you know, evangelism is spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. And, and the testimonies of what God has done for us, that's the good news. That's the good things. And, and how, how beautiful are those feet of the people that bring good peace and bring good news of good things. If if we are not spreading the good news of what Jesus has done, I, I feel like that's the evangelism part to me. I, and I can tell anybody something good that Jesus has done for me. There's there's days that I could tell you many things, and there's days that I think of one thing, but I know that every day of my life God has done something for me, and, and, and that can be an evangelism tool for me, is, is just sharing the testimony. Because Revelation says we're made more than overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Right. If you're ever in doubt, if you're ever in fear, if you're ever in worry about something that's going on or the enemy attacks you in a way that makes you think you're unworthy, just tell the enemy, you know, I'm an overcomer by the blood of Jesus Christ. He he paid the price, and my testimony is I am a blood-bought child of God. I, I am saved. I'm redeemed. I, I am his child, and I'm an overcomer. I'm more than an overcomer. We, we've talked about that a, a couple years ago, but more than an overcomer is not just barely defeating the enemy, enemy excuse me, but it is defeating him destroying him and the works of the cross destroyed the enemy on that day so man evangelism can look like many things and 
Eric Hyden was reading some stuff. And in evangelism is, I believe this was Charles Spurgeon. I did not write it down, which is wrong with me. But evangelism is a term that we use to refer to, to preaching the gospel. So all of our lives we've heard growing up, there's an evangelist coming to town. Or the evangelist was Robert <coughs> Bowen and Larry Willis was going to churches. We were going to churches. They were the evangelist that was coming to town. They were coming forth and bringing and spreading the good news. They were, man, I'm having trouble there. Spreading the good news. Excuse me. They were bringing the gospel and they were sharing what God was doing in their lives. So it comes from the same Greek word for gospel, which is euangelon, which means literally they're gospeling. So when we're evangelizing, we're literally gospeling what God has done. We're spreading the word of what God done and what Jesus Christ did for us. That's, that's what we're doing. So when we evangelize, we go out, we spread the good news, we tell of what God has done, and, and, and we evangelize in a way. It may be, it may be different for us. And, and if I could say it about this room right now, the three of us, our personalities are probably a lot different. Joe, you're quiet. You're 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 a silent type. You are you're a quiet guy. Josh, you're you're in the middle there. <laughs> you're loud, but you're also very quiet, and you 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 can do it both ways. I'm loud. I like to be loud. I like to be boisterous, but at the same time, that doesn't stop us from working together to right. share the gospel, to share the cause of what Jesus has done for us. I think it brings us more united than ever because. Some people can't take the loudness. Some people can't take the quietness. Some people need an in-between. They need somebody that will give them that confidence, and, and, and that's what that is. So in evangelism, it looks like to me it, it, it's what God has made you. It's yeah. who God created you to be. It's who God is using you to be in your moment, in your time, doing what you're doing as an evangelistic tool. And, and, that, and you know, it sounds like a crazy word, but whatever God has called you to do, evangelize in that way and use the gifts and the callings that God's placed on your life and use your personality. God made you quiet, spread it with a light voice. Spread it with a, with a light voice. If God made you loud, spread it with a loud voice, but spread the good news no matter where you go. You guys want to bounce off that? Yeah. Uh, well, you was talking about evangelism and what it <laughs> means, and I, I, I think evangelism, to me, evangelism, it's, it's, it's our... It's not just about words, but it's in action. Yeah. The gospel in action. To me, evangelizing is the gospel in action. So that's not just words, but it's deeds. It's it's laying the hands on the sick and they'll recover. That's to me, that's ministering evangelism in the gospel in action to the sick. And and there's a scripture there in James. I don't have it, but I read it earlier. But it said, you know, pure and undefiled religion is is taking care of the widows and the orphans and, 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 and not speaking bad, you know, bridling your tongue. That's what James says there in, in the, the first, I believe it's the first chapter of, of James there when he says that that's what, that's what pure and undefiled religion is. And to me, that's what undefiled the spreading of the gospel evangelizing is, is when we, when we take care of the widows and the orphans and we take care of, of our brothers and sisters and we don't, and we don't use our tongue to, to tear down and all that, but we spread forth the love of God. When we spread the love of God, to me, that is evangelizing this world. And it's, it's the gospel in action. It's not just in words or anything like that. Um, and and I, Joe, do you got anything to add what evangelism is to you? I mean, he's talking about, you know, going out and talking to people. I mean, there's people out there that don't, they don't know God, don't know Jesus, don't know what he can do. And, uh, 
If I mean, if they don't have anybody that can go out there and tell them about what he has done for them, or I mean, they're not, they're not going to be able to hear it. They're not going to be us. They that's, won't. That's it. They're mm. not going to be able to hear it. They need somebody that will they relay do. that message to right. them in that there, way. There will be a lot of people that will that will hear the gospel outside of the outside. most of the people. The first time they hear about Jesus is going to be from a coworker or maybe a fellow student, you know, whenever I was in school or whatever, you know, there, you know, there may have been students or whatever. They knew that I was a Christian and I've even had some come to me now, you know, as an adult later on in life and they're, they apologize and they're like, I'm sorry I treated you the way I did, you know. But, you know, to me, it, to being a Christian, I, I I was that way, you know, around everyone. And they knew that. They knew I was a Christian. And I was letting my light shine. And I think that's how we have to do it. We don't back down. But we, we have boldness <laughs> to stand when 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 things come against us. And um, throughout the Scripture, there's lots of stories and stuff like that about boldness and, boldness, and preaching the gospel. And if you want, I can go ahead and read the one here in Acts if, yeah. that we talked about earlier. Um, but there's a story here found in Acts chapter 4 that I'm going to read. And and it's a very familiar scripture. You know, uh, Peter and John have just healed the lame man at the, at, 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 the, at the temple there. And he's leaping and praising God. And, and the Sanhedrin and all them, they're coming against them, trying to tell them to quit spreading the gospel. Quit preaching Jesus. Quit doing the miracles quit doing all this stuff and trying to spread the name of jesus and the world would tell us to shut up to to not evangelize to not spread the gospel and i'm just going to read it here and uh, if you got your bibles there at home or whatever and you want to flip it's in acts chapter 4 and verse 23 and i'm just reading out of the modern english version here and it says on being released uh, uh they went to their own people and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them when they had heard this, they lifted their voices in unity to God and prayed, Lord, you are God who has made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, and who by the mouth of your servant David said, Why did the nations rage and the people devise vain things? The kings of the earth came and the rulers were assembled together against the Lord and against his Christ. And indeed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were assembled together against your holy son, Jesus, whom you have anointed, to do what your hand and your counsel had foreordained to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with great boldness by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be performed in the name of your holy son, Jesus. So here we have this story in Acts 4 where Peter and John had just had just been arrested and set free after performing a miracle after they were on their way to the temple to pray. So outside of the temple, they healed a man and that was spreading the gospel because this man encountered the true Jesus and because of that, he was made every whit whole. And they arrested them, tried to tell them to stop talking. And what did they do? They come out of prison. The first thing they do is they pray and they ask others to pray that they would have more boldness 
to administer hands of healing unto those that are sick and to preach the gospel. And that's what we need to do as a church. And we do do that a lot is we pray for the sick and the needy. If anybody asks us to come pray, we, we try to do that. And we try to administer the gospel in action through laying on of the hands and praying for the sick and the needy. And, and I think that's awesome thing that we do as a church is we are known as a praying church. If somebody has a need, they will all, I know I've got a lot of family members that don't go to church, but when the push comes to shove and they are battling something, they will always say, have your church pray. Right. Yeah. And that is because we have evangelized them to, to the point they know who Jesus is. They know that we pray to a God that answers prayers. And and that's what we got to do is just be there whenever the, the world is, is crumbling. They're going to need an answer, and that answer is Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and, and like you said, they 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 know who to come to. It, it, that's what that's funny. That's funny to me, and I and I love it. I mean, I love the fact that they know that they got to come to their family. That we've got to, and basically, I've got to go to the one, or I got to ask the one I know that serves Jesus, or I know that serves God because they believe in prayer and they've seen these things. I find that an honor, and you know what it I mean. Is, and, yeah. and finding an honor that they, even though we may not talk, even though we may not talk outside of that that persona. That I find it an honor that they say, well, I know my family member honors God enough that they hear from God and God hears from them. Maybe they'll intercede for me on my behalf. And that's a big deal. And when people come to us in asking those things, can you pray for me? We should never turn ourselves away. We should never, no. never our relationship with them should never be, be a basis of, are we going to pray for them? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to do what God asked me to do. It's a way of evangelism. It's a way of I can reach you and God can reach you through this prayer. And what if God opens up a door of opportunity through your prayer of intercession for them and says, you know what, I'm going to pull at their heartstring and maybe it be that moment right there that God that they pull that God pulls at their heartstrings and they say, you know what, I'm going to answer the call that God has given me of, of love on my heart and, and all because of a faithfulness moment of saying, I will pray for you because you asked. What an honor. So you, you talked about boldness. And, and <clears throat> Joe, you, you had mentioned Acts 1 and 8 yes. earlier. You want to read that real quick? Acts, Acts 1 and 8 says, <clears throat> But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witness witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You nope. know, Go ahead. You always talking about boldness. Um. I believe the the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost having having that it it helps give you boldness to yeah. talk to people to go out there and and tell them about Jesus and tell them about God and just you know let them let them know all the good things that He's done. Yeah, I agree. And, and boldness it it puts us in a place I don't know about y'all but it puts me in a place of uncomfortability sometimes because you know. God is saying, you can do this, you can do this. And I'm saying, no, I can't. No, I can't. But he, he shows us, like you said, Joe, through the Holy Spirit living within us. He gives us that boldness to say, I can do this. <clears throat> we can do this. We can. We've got this. Yes. Amen. We've got this. And God's got this. So learning to trust in him and learning to know that he's going to make it okay. And I want to read this real quick. You know, witnessing and <clears throat> witnesses. You read the scripture there, witnesses in Jerusalem. And I, I thought of this little line down on down in our notes here. Witnesses involving witnessing involves making visible what is otherwise invisible so we are we are the physical 
to those people that need to see Jesus, that need to see right. God. We are the physical that they can lay their eyes on. So, you know, a lot of people say, well, I can't see him or I can't hear him. You being presented as that person, you are the physical that they can lay their eyes on. You know, the Bible says that, you know, our eyes are not going to be able to hold in. Our ears won't be able to entertain. But while we're here on the physical earth, while we're here on earth, they can look upon you and say, hey, man, he worships the, the heavenly father and he loves God. And I know that I can trust him and I can, I can come to him in prayer and they're laying eyes on somebody that is an ambassador of the gospel that carries the gospel and carries them from Christ. It's the reality to which we bear witness is the invisible kingdom of God. And in witnessing, we strive to make the Lord's reign visibly manifest. So it's up to us to show that the Lord reigns, his reign is made manifest through us through living in us and through that boldness that comes through the Holy Spirit living within us. So uh, you, you guys got anything else you want to add, Josh? You got anything? You know, no matter where we are in our walk as evangelizing and being an evangelist or whatever in our everyday walk, we can always do more. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think we should pray for more boldness. And we should have the church pray for us to get more boldness and, and to just do more. And and you say, well, where's the example for that? Well, if you look at Paul, Paul was a, a fiery preacher. I mean, he, he not a preacher, but he, he would write letters under the churches and he would rebuke them and he was very bold and he would stand and he would say the things that needed to be said. But if you look in Ephesians 6 and 19, he even he says, I need, prayer I need prayer for my boldness. Yeah. And he was one of the most boldest, you know, teachers that I know. I mean, he wrote most of the New Testament. Paul is accredited to him that he wrote most of the New Testament. He was very bold, but even he needed them. He asked for the church at Ephesus to pray for him. Mm -hmm. And I'll just read it here because I got the verse. And yeah. it just says here in Ephesians 6 and verse 19, it says, Pray for me that the power to speak may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am ambassador in chains, that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Boldly. So this is Paul writing to the church at Ephesus, and he wrote this very good letter in, in the book of Ephesians. But he, he's very bold speaker. But here he's even asking them to pray that he would have even more boldness to speak, more boldness to, to spread the gospel, to be an evangelist. And, and I think that that is a good example for us to have is we should pray that we would have more boldness to speak, yeah. that we should pray for one another. I should pray for you, Mike. I should pray for you, Joe, to have more boldness to speak out and, and to, to reach those that I... You'll talk, come in contact with people that I won't ever come in contact with. Exactly. Joe's going to come in contact with people that, that, that I won't. And I'm going to see people, and I'm going to come in contact with people that y'all never see. And we should all pray for one another to have the boldness that we could have the ultimate impact that God wants us to have. Yeah, I agree. Well, you said that, you know, we're going to come in different contexts. You've got to look at, let's just look at our jobs and our life, our everyday lives. Joe, Joe works at Clarksville Light and Water. You're, you're, you're part of the tree, tree, tree trimming crew, correct? Yep. So you're seeing people that we don't see. I know I don't see. Josh, you're, you're a car salesman. You're definitely seeing people yep. that I don't see. And I'm a farmer. <clears throat> Most people I see is my, my brother and the boys that works with us and, the, and you know some of the Tyson people. But in the in, in scheme of things, we all encounter somebody some at some point that needs somebody to have a little boldness, as you were saying, to have to have a little confidence in what God. It's not confidence in us. No. It's confidence in what God has done. And and don't look at <clears throat> don't look at somebody and say, well, they're just 
and this is gonna sound rude, but don't look at somebody and say, "Well, they're they're arrogant. They're 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 arrogant. They're confident." No, it's not a confidence in themselves. It's a confidence in what God has done. And if God's truly done something in your life, you can be bold in that fact and be confident that He will do it, and He'll do it for others, as the Word says. He's 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 no favoritism. What He'll do for one, He'll do for all. So. You, you was talking about Paul there, and I, I, was, I had this scripture in 1 Corinthians 9. Uh, he says, though I preach the gospel, so this is, this is Paul, though we, do, we know he's preaching the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for the requirement is laid upon me, but woe unto me if I don't preach the gospel. <laughs> so so I, he's sitting here, and this is Paul, Paul of all people, and I, I love Paul. I love his writings and, and love the books there. But man, this is a man that preached the gospel who who had everything to boast of, probably, and and God had flipped his life around, you know, and took him for what he was, which was a terrorist, somebody that was killing Christians, killing people that you know was part of everything that was going on as far as getting rid of the Christians. He was he was a sad Pharisee, Sadducee, you know, and Dad always used to say the Pharisees and Sadducees were Sadducee because they 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 I can't remember the words now, but uh, it, it left me all of a sudden. But Dad used to say that Sadducee because the Sadducees. Did didn't believe in resurrection. Resurrection, there it is. The Pharisees, they believed in the resurrection. They just didn't believe that Jesus was the Jesus resurrection. Jesus was the resurrection, yes. Paul was a Pharisee, but he met the resurrection. He met the, the resurrection, Maxis, yes. So. That's right. So Paul, who's had his life turned around, says, I have nothing to boast for all of a sudden, and, and but the requirement is, is upon me, so woe unto me. If I don't preach the gospel. So he had a burden so bad that, that he said, woe is me. Woe. I, I'm wrong if I don't preach it. I'm wrong if I don't speak of the gospel. Here goes a man who, who says he has nothing to boast for, but yet in his heart and inside of him and the Holy Spirit and burning in him, I believe, he says, woe, though, I have to preach the gospel. I've got to spread the good news of who he is, of the encounter I had on the road that day. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I had to cough there. Uh, well, let's talk about, you know, a little bit that things that will shift directions a little bit, things that we do as a church. And, you know, I know what yeah, other people do, but. Yeah, we've talked about what we do individually. Yeah. Now let's, <clears throat> let's, now let's do as it is church there, bring it all together and wrap it around to the body of Christ there. <clears throat> so what, what things that we do, and, and we can read these in order, and I'll, I'll pass one, you all pass one if you all want to. Uh, we do the food giveaways at Hallelu and, and Christmas and gifts for gifts for people and Thanksgiving meals. Our church is very, very giving, and and we don't want to we don't want to brag. No, so we're not going to say how much. No, we're so, not. But we do do that, and in heaven, mm-hmm. God's gonna God's gonna bless you know, that. God will bless that, and <clears throat> it'll, it's written down in heaven. But but that is one of the ways that we do evangelize, and we try to show forth the love of Christ by yeah. by, by feeding the hungry, by and, blessing, and blessing, and giving, and and those that are less <clears throat> fortunate and, and mm-hmm. needy. It was yeah. So, and then just last year, I was I believe it was last year with the school backpack program that we, we bought all of Lamar schools, K through 12th grade, we bought every backpack and, and nothing big, nothing crazy, but it was something cool that it did bless some families. And yeah. there was many families that said, thank you for doing this. This was something that we was lacking, or this was something we were missing. You know, the schools were providing all the supplies, but, but the backpacks was the only thing that they didn't provide. So it was an opportunity for us to step in and say, you know what? Let's do this. Let's share the light. Let's be bold. Let's be confident in God, and maybe it'll bless somebody. And I truly believe and it. We didn't advertise that. No, we, we didn't. didn't. We didn't advertise. We didn't. You know, I mean, it, you know, other people knew, and they said thanks to Salus, that mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But, but you know, 
but whenever you're evangelizing, you don't want the <coughs> emphasis to be on you. You yeah. want the emphasis to be on Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. So then, then uh, we have public. I guess I saw Chad pass it around, but here I am. Uh, That's okay. We have the we, last year. We also, we had the public. We had the Easter egg hunt and the cookout there at the, at the city park in Lamar. And, and please be reminded if you're listening to this, this is nothing on us. We're just sharing ways that we are able to evangelize, that ways that we, we think could help people evangelize. If you want to take this and run with it, go right ahead. Because more the merrier, the people that are blessing and doing things in God's name and for the glory of God's kingdom, please please go ahead. But but that, that was just some things that we could do and, and some stuff that you know our pastors were confident and willing to say, okay, we can do this, we can handle this, let's bless the community. And we did. We 2,000-something eggs, I believe it was, and, and had, a, had a big door prize and— and had hamburgers, which was most important. I mean, everybody wants yeah. hamburgers and hot dogs. And so there was a lot of people <clears throat> that showed up to the to the the Easter egg handout or mm-hmm. whatever that we had last year. There was twenty or thirty people that I know personally that don't go to church that showed up, showed up. and we were able to just show them that Christians are not crazy people. They're not <laughs> weird. They they're just normal people. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, Christians, some people they, you know, we get, Christians get a bad name or a bad rap, but you know, we're normal people. We live in normal lives and we have the same issues and things as other people, but it's okay to have those things and still be a Christian or whatever. And, and I think that's cool that our church was able to do that and that we were able to, you know, and I think we did, you know, um, spread the gospel using that is is then i think that is a good way to spread the gospel and to evangelize and and one that we don't have listed here i'm just going to jump in ahead of you here because i'm talking um the, i'll let you have that one but another one is we uh a few years back we were having uh, our easter sunrise service and on the mountain and we were going to do an easter egg hunt there on the mountain after our sunday sunday morning church or whatever and so we decided to, to, to go out, and we, we did a radius. I can't remember how many miles it was around our church on the mountain. I think, do y'all remember, was it five miles or ten miles? And we, five to ten miles. But every house within five or ten miles of, of the church, if you remember, we made a flyer inviting them to come to church yeah. for the Easter egg hunt and for the dinner and telling them that, that, that you know, the reason for the season, right, yeah. was the resurrection of Jesus, that we were, we were out there and we were, and we actually had some people that, that, that came. Um, we actually have a family, a lady and her family comes now regularly and and we went to her house and we handed her this flyer and i remember me and joe joe you might can speak to it i remember going to her house and we're not going to say names just for privacy and stuff like that but we went to this lady's house and we invited her and her grandkids and i believe she couldn't make it but she now become she comes pretty regular i mean very faithful and i think it was like two or three weeks after we went up up and gave her the flyer, she started coming. I mean, she came to church that next right, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And she's been coming ever since. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she didn't make it to Easter, but because we went, she did come. She, come after, she come yeah. after that. So, and that's just one way to evangelize and to just you know tell people about Jesus. And and it's just one of those things that we've done as a church. And yeah. and hopefully we can. <clears throat> take that and we'll be more bold and we'll do more things like yeah. that and that we can spread the gospel even more and in the, the last way here is and i've got it down and mike i know you said told me to take it but 
you know, uh, Michael here is, is over our youth and, and he's had an opportunity a couple times to, to speak at some Christian student unions at the school with I was, kids. Uh, I was thinking I've had, I've had four, I've had four public schools in our county. And then I've spoke at the U of O as well. Yeah. That one night. That's right. I forgot so, about that. So, so five schools that have had the opportunity to bring the gospel to, to young preach people. Preach the gospel mm-hmm. to the young so, people. Uh, and, I mean, that's that's all God. That's a blessing. And, and I love it. And when kids show up and want to see God and want to hear about God, that that's an honor to me. And I love to see that. Young, young people bless my heart. So uh, that, that's a cool thing. In that. And I want to bounce back on 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 our, our passing out the flyers. And, you know, it was one person. But it was worth it, right? It was worth it. Worth it, it all. And I and I think that we've had others that visited that we that we also do. But mm-hmm. that one family, I know for sure. She, I mean, she's a regular. She comes and like you know, Salus. If you've been to Salus, and you blink, you're going to miss it. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of houses that are closed. I mean, there was a bunch we went to we that are off the off the beaten path, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, the down dirt roads and all that. It was it was a chore. Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy. We had a lot of Families that that you know that that I know that personally I went into some families' houses that you know they I know they're not they're mm-hmm. they're not believers and and that's tough when you know somebody and you know they're not a believer and but you still got to spread forth the love of God yeah. no matter what and I'm thankful that I'm to be a part of this church that is we'll just bring it back home right that yeah. we are uh, committed committed. To evangelism in different ways individually as a church we all have our own ways that we evangelize but as a church we're committed and it's 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 a track record that we are in in the public's eye and we're we're not necessarily in the eye but we're in the public and we're giving and we're praying for the needy and we're doing all these things to evangelize and to bring god's name glory and that's what it's all about not to bring sailors glory because most of this stuff that we've discussed tonight probably a lot of people didn't even know about mm-hmm. but it's to bring glory to god and and that's why that is one of our core values and that's one of the core points of our mission statement and and yeah. i love it and committed to evangelism committed to evangelism you've got to be committed to it uh, and and that's that's you're saying a bold statement but you've got to be committed to Pursuing that, pursuing boldness and, and doing those things. And praying so, for it. As praying Paul, for it, yes. As Paul told us, we got to pray for more boldness. I mean, guys sitting here, we need to do more as a do church. Mm-hmm. I need to do more as an individual yeah. myself. Yeah. And if, you know, they always say, you know, how to change something, it's between the guy between these two these shoulders, shoulders, right? Yeah. You can't see, but I'm pointing to them. I've got big shoulders, but the only one that can change how much evangelism I do personally is between my There's shoulders. Myself. But as a church, you know, come, you know, together we can do more. We can stay committed, and 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 God's glory will will, will cover the earth as the waters Watch cover this. the sea. Yeah. That's the scripture that I've just been hammering home here lately, is, yeah. and I, I think that is is something that we're going to see is God's glory is going to come on this earth, yeah. and we need to be a part of that, and we need to help and be committed to evangelism so that God's the good news of the gospel can spread yeah i agree so i want to wrap it up here we got five minutes or so six six seven eight minutes we'll do it real quick but uh the reason i brought joe or i wanted to ask joe uh was feeling led this morning you know that evangelism is what brought i I believe it was a big tool that helped us to get (coughs) into get joe where 
Joe, not saying Joe is, but where Joe is right now, it is based upon the fact of people that were willing to say some things and telling some things or, or pray for him as we was talking about or fast for him. So, so it was about to 2015, correct? Is that what we're talking? We talked yeah, earlier. Yeah. So 2015, Joe and Rachel start seeking one, one half child, correct? Do y'all, yeah. do y'all know how long y'all have been trying? I've been trying. It was four years. We've been trying for four years to have to conceive a child. Yeah. So four years they they're they're seeking to you know trying to have have child and and be with child there, and, and it got to a point that it it was almost hurtful. And, and I guess we're gonna be real. Is that all right with yeah. you? It was almost hurtful and was hurting them and in a sense and bothering. Other people it was, were having kids. Yes, around. people. We were having kids. I was. I had two myself, and then I know Josh had had him at the time, and there was just other people having children. It was just getting hurtful, and not in a bad way. You you just wanted your own blessing, yeah. correct? Yeah. So, so, and I'm gonna let him tell this, but I want to lay the groundwork a little bit. You know, as a miracle, when when a father and you you were the father of Madeline and Benny. When a father decides to step up for his family, even a family at the time that you didn't have, uh, it took prayer, it took fasting, as we'll hear in a minute, and it took a dedication unto God and saying, God, I want this, I want this. And I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do whatever it takes, and I'm going to do that. So so as far as us, me and you, we, we made a decision, and on the first fact, it was first so that we could draw nearer to God, but also at the same point, I wanted you to see that miracle. So we started going to the church early and praying every Sunday. We would go to about 8.30, and this is nothing on me and Joe. No. I'd go get him. We'd drive up. We'd talk, and then we'd pray for an hour and a half until service started, and that was it. That was all we was wanting. And we that was, was in 2015? That was about 2015, and it was probably for a good Seven eight months probably wasn't it, Joe? Around in that yes. time frame, and, and y'all were and y'all were going early and praying, and I couldn't do that, but I did. I started fasting. It was uh, it was about I think it was sometime in the summertime. Uh, y'all had already been coming to the church early praying, and I just I felt like God asked me to, and I, I felt it in my heart, and I gave up cokes and Dr. Peppers and all that. I was fasting that I gave it all up for for you, Joe, and for Rachel. That I was not that that we're trying to buy God's favor, but I was like God, whatever I got to do for for them to to receive a blessing, and and I did. I gave up I gave up cokes, Dr. Peppers, and all that for a season. And from 2015, and I remember the day that y'all called us and y'all said we're having a baby, <laughs> and y'all told us, you know what I did the next day, Joe? I had a Dr. Pepper, <laughs> and. Unfortunately, uh, six months later, uh, I was on the treadmill and God hit me and I accidentally gave Dr. Pepper up to God forever and haven't had one since. But from January the 30th, I'm not going to get ahead of your testimony there, but from the time y'all told us that y'all were having a baby until I accidentally gave God Dr. Pepper, I had I enjoyed that Dr. Pepper for that time frame. But in, I'm being funny and, and joking, but I, we were serious. I was fasting. Y'all were going early praying, and you were seeking. You yeah. were you were reading. We were doing Bible studies at the time. We were coming to my house, and we were studying God's Word. We were diving in. We were getting more. That's about the time that we started doing the, the, the evangelism on the mountain when we started going out and handing out brochures and doing all that stuff. So we were just on fire, and, and we were doing what we thought that we needed to do, and I'll leave it with you there. 
So then, um, and then I'll, I'm going to let you tell the story. So we start praying. And then I, you said something earlier about me saying something. I honestly don't remember that. And I don't mean that rude. I just don't remember that moment. Uh, but said something to about to you about what was your greatest desire. And then, so let's go from there to that moment. And then the encounter we had that Sunday morning. Wait, so let me hear you right. Because if I'm a listener. Yeah. So Joe asked you a question or you I asked, asked i believe you don't remember the i question. don't remember i, okay. I don't was, remember this conversation so what was the question go it ahead was, joe just do sunday night i mean we had it was just a a good service we had and it was coming to the end and then uh, michael just came up to me and, and he just it's okay Sorry. it's okay you're good you're good it's it's okay it's, to be it's, real it's, it's it's something to be celebrated so he uh, he asked me uh, what the desire of my heart was, and I told him. Yeah, for those of you that are listening, we're weeping right now. Uh, it's just pure joy of what came out of this situation, so sorry. And I told him it was uh, to have kids. And I don't know, I don't know how long we had, we had been praying or seeking God to have them, but before that, but I mean, that was, that was the desire of my heart. And that was just confirmation from God. Let me know that he really cared, he really cared what my heart wanted. And, uh, and then, uh, it was, I don't know. Two months, two months, months yeah, a month, month or two something like that. after that is when I'd been praying. I'd, I'd been praying to, I wanted more time with God, but I needed, I needed confirmation, I guess you yeah. could say. And, uh, he gave me confirmation when you, when you texted me one day and said, I'm going to go up here to the church early on Sunday. And I just want to see if you want to go. Yeah. And. That was my confirmation. I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. Yeah. And we went up there and we prayed. It was, uh, you already said it, it was like six, seven months. Yeah. We, we went up every Sunday before church and just a couple hours before church. And we listened to his praise and worship and just praise God and, and seek God. And there was one Sunday morning when the spirit was just overwhelming yeah and it was just me and michael in there and i'd fell out in the spirit <laughs> I, I was just laying in the floor and i i hear i hear the the front door open on the church and i hear it shut as i'm laying there with my eyes closed i just seen this bit i don't know what you could, would call it a vision or a dream and it was Jesus just coming into the church and walking through the pews and putting his hands on all the pews and I knew I knew after that that something was about to happen yeah. and uh, I forget it was a week or two after that that Rachel was she was asleep and she had a dream that she took a pregnancy test and it was positive and so that that next morning she got up early i don't know, I, don't, I don't know what time it was but it was early and she she took a pregnancy test and it was positive and she i mean she was 
jumping and shouting and screaming. <laughs> yeah. She's like, guess what, guess what? She came in the room, asked me, guess what? <laughs> I was like, well, I was half asleep. I was like, what? <laughs> and she told me and got, um, it was just overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> he done it. And that was, and what day was that? It was in, it was in January 2016. I don't know exactly what day, but, um, <clears throat> like you said, it was January 30th. 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 Yeah. It was January 30th. 30th. That's what I said. Because <laughs> I had my first Dr. Yeah. Pepper January 31st <laughs> of 2016. Because <clears throat> I was, I had to text Rachel because I was, I was way off. I thought it was like, uh, March, March, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I texted her. Cause, I don't but, uh, and you said that about the vision or the dream. <clears throat> I remember where you was laying in front of where all of us stand right in front of the drum cage there, and I remember I was I was up in the in the in the crowded space of what used to be our our back room on the stage there, but now it's clean and empty, and uh, I was praying up there. And I'm like you. I heard the door, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, somebody's here!" And it's like nine. It wasn't even any time for anybody to be there. That was early. So I'm thinking, "Who's here this early? Who's come and joined us?" And then I'm like, "Well, that's cool. Somebody's come praying with us." So and then I I get up and I'm I feel this wind. So I get up and I'm like, "Something's going on." So I get up and I look and I don't I don't see nothing, but you're just still laying in the floor, and I'm thinking, "Hmm, something's going on here." So I get back down and I just I just keep praying. And it was it was probably thirty minutes later. I, I seen you set up, and I was sitting up, and I was like, Joe, did you hear somebody come in earlier? <laughs> and you was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Jesus. <laughs> I was like, I'm good awesome. with it. <laughs> so, so, and then we're blessed with Madeline. Yes. <laughs> blessed with Madeline, and now blessed with Benny. And then four, four years later, Benny. Benny. So, so. Uh, nothing nothing on anybody, but once again, the miracle of God, the, the blessedness of God, when you seek God, you find God, and He answers, and yeah. it's the greater things that He has in store for us, and that's where we're going to end. I, I, yeah. I'm just loving ending on this story because you, you've poured out your heart. You've told people, hey, if you'll seek God and you'll ask God, God will answer it. So the desires of your heart. Go ahead. You know, it's, it's hard to seek God for four years for something and, and to not see it. Not but, see it. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but when he does, that's, that's cool that you saw. You know, uh, God's timing is is always on time. It's always yeah. when His time is right. And <clears throat> you know, there's there's a couple years in there. I, I just got discouraged. You know, I didn't. I didn't know if it was gonna happen or not. And uh his timing is just it's perfect. Yeah. It's 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 I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's just his timing. It's just right on time. Right it's on always time. on time. Yeah. yeah. Right on time. No matter what. Thanks, Joe. I, I needed that. That that was encouraging and lifting up to me tonight. Yeah, you know, I just I, I just wanna tell if there's I mean if there's anybody listening that's you know, you've been you've been seeking for something. You've been wanting something from God. Um, just don't give up. Yeah. Just keep just keep seeking Him. And you know, if you if you're only spending thirty minutes in prayer or thirty minutes reading the Bible, maybe up it to an hour or two hours. 
praying praying or, or reading the Bible and just don't give up. Just just push push on and, and keep keep serving him. Yeah. Don't let the devil win. Yeah. Amen. That's good. I'll leave you with this. Joe, thanks again. Josh, thanks. Yeah, glad to be here. Uh, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me will do the works that I do also. He will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. Joe being blessed with these babies, that's what it's all about. It's the greater things that God has in store for us. So as Joe said, if you're seeking something, per se, if you're seeking child, pray that God would bless you with that. And don't let the devil win. Don't Believe give up. For greater Believe things. for greater things. Yes, I agree. And have faith. Have faith, yes. Have faith. Amen. Thank you guys for joining. I pray you all have a good night. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you're blessed by this podcast, and I, I pray you're blessed by this episode as well. God bless, and have a good day.